Hello everyone, my name is Jacob Hodges and this is my fifth and final peer leader journal reflection. Uh, today I'll be going over modules 13 through 15 as well as looking at this semester as a whole. So starting first with modules 13 and 15, some of the truths and confirming ideas I kind of saw. Uh, being ethical as a peer leader was probably the first. It's really important and crucial to the success success, results, safety, privacy, etc. Uh, of the peer leadership exchange kind of between the leader and, and the peer. Uh, I'll kind of touch on this more later because there were some surprises from this, even though generally the concept itself was kind of a confirming idea. Uh, the KAI next uh, from module 14. I'd taken this for another class, so I'd already kind of become familiar with my results, what they meant, and kind of the concepts of how this applies in the real world. But I'll also touch on this uh, later in the surprise portion. Uh, and then module 15, kind of discuss group processes. I've been in a lot of groups these past two semesters at Tech. Uh, Pretty much, I think every class in some way I've been incorporated into a group or team, either short term or long term. Uh, a lot of great groups, some not so great groups, some groups that started out bad and ended up phenomenal. Uh, I think this module confirmed a lot of the ideas and concepts that I had kind of seen in motion and kind of gave me something to connect them with. And I'm also in a team leadership course. So uh connecting a lot of ideas too because applying directly you know the team leadership when you're connected uh in an academic setting when you focus on peer leadership it can it can be a lot more effective these concepts so now looking at uh most impactful surprises like i was mentioned earlier module 13 uh kind of discuss different principles of ethical peer leadership Initially, I just thought, yeah, being ethical is easy. You follow the rules, uh, stay in line, et cetera. But some of the principles really stuck out to me, uh, understanding biases being the first one. Uh, just because it, uh, you know, it works for me doesn't mean it'll work for them. And remembering your role model and that your actions may be how students try and model themselves. So looking first at the bias, uh, this is something I'd never really considered, to be completely honest. I'd never thought about how the way I perceive things may affect how I lead and especially peer lead. And so I think definitely there have been instances that I reflected on where I was giving someone advice, mentoring them, leading, etc. And it seemed like a great idea to me. It worked for me while it did not work for them. And I realized, you know, this probably is not the ideal way to approach it. And I mean, it is, it's, it's outlined that, that you need to understand these biases and not directly apply them. And then moving on to the role model position, I've, I've seen this a lot uh, in one of the organization I'm, organizations that I'm in, seeing how, you know, just being an upperclassman, these younger members view you as a role model. So your actions, can heavily influence how they perceive this organization, I guess. So it's really interesting for me that, you know, they, they watch you very closely and see how that they should behave, you know, in this organization that really stuck out to me.
So now looking at the KAI, uh, the presentation from Dr. Friedel is one I'd seen a couple times now. And uh, don't get me wrong, I never get tired of hearing it because I, I do think the KAI theory is very, very interesting. Uh, in, especially in this class. In, in other classes, uh, yeah, Dr. Friedel would post results anonymously of other students so you could see kind of what your entire class looked like in terms of adaptive or innovative. And so in these other two classes I was in, I was by far the most adaptive, like as far left as you could, well, not really as far left as you could go, but very, very close. And most of the students leaned towards innovative. So in this class, it really shocked me that I wasn't the most adaptive anymore. And on top of this, the majority of the class leaned towards adaptive. I thought this was really interesting because when I thought about it, I could actually see it kind of in motion, just reflecting on how the class operates in comparison to other classes that were very innovative. And I feel like this really demonstrated the importance of the KAI and how even though your score is stagnant, the environment and people you're around varies. Therefore, how you express and use your styles is going to differ significantly. So what am I most curious about now? Uh, probably, I'd have to say group processes again, even though I've had lengthy experiences with these. I think every group is just so dynamic and I feel like you almost need to be, you know, the, I, don't, I don't know how to explain it, but I feel like you can never fully understand any group you're in because they will all be so different. Even in the academic setting, you at least work with peers, but later in, in your careers, you know, you're going to be working with people that are diverse, you know, in their backgrounds, their demographics, uh, and even their thought process, the way they approach problems, their leadership styles, their, you know, you look at the KAI, you know, that differs a lot. So I, I think still figuring out how to tackle any group. And I think it's, I kind of mentioned it on some different concepts before, but there's never a one, you know, one fit all solution for any challenge. And I think this applies directly to groups. And I, I think this could probably come from just experience, but I guess being adaptive, I really like an outline and a structure that's consistent that I can follow. And I know groups are a lot more, they have a lot more variables that can't be predicted. So I, I think just continuing building my knowledge on how to approach this. So now looking at part two of uh, this uh, journal reflection, this is gonna be looking at the semester as a whole. So the first question, what is the most important concept or idea you learned in LDRS 2014 that you would teach or communicate to a peer leader in training? Uh, to be honest, I believe there are way too many key concepts I took away from this course. Uh, just to point out one singular idea would be extremely, extremely challenging for me. Uh, I will try to incorporate and tie together some of the ones I really enjoyed and took away and I think I could apply and be really beneficial to other peer leaders. So maybe we'll look at this as more of a lesson rather than an individual concept. Uh, looking firstly, growth and fixed mindset, even though this doesn't directly relate to peer leadership, it significantly helped me change how I viewed peer leadership. 
uh, since it was initially kind of a scary concept and having that growth mindset and striving to build myself and develop myself, especially as a peer leader, was really important. And I think that's something most people probably don't know about. So, you know, communicating that to others, I think, could change people's outlooks on a lot of things. I think it's, it's important to grasp this topic and understand that, that as a peer leader, you act as a role model, too. So in a sense, you know, if they see your your growth mindset, this could heavily influence, you know, maybe they're like, oh, maybe, maybe I need to shift into a growth, growth mindset or at least try to. And I think this ties into shared experiences and understanding the benefit of a peer leader or benefit of peer leading someone that is going through similar experiences is a major benefit to the exchange that's occurring and should be emphasized. But also to understand that it's important to know that just because it worked for you doesn't mean it will work for them. So kind of as a role model, you're sharing these experiences a lot of the times. And so this applies outside the academia world. And Understanding how these shared experiences can be really beneficial, but make sure you don't apply them all to every situation. And I thought this in a lot to uh, the, the factors affecting college student development discussed in Module 7. A lot of these core concepts uh, hit me pretty deep because they were things I really struggle with. And I wish as a peer leader, I had someone, or I'm sorry, I wish as a student I had a peer leader to help me guide along through these challenges. And I think this emphasizes the importance of strengthening others that was discussed in Module 10. I see a lot of benefit in stressing the importance of strengthening others, either in a group process, you know, maybe in a career world or even as a mentor, because I'm one of those people that really need that. So I think emphasizing there are people out there that could use assistance and guidance, but don't know how to reach out is something that should be highlighted a lot more. And then a big concept that kind of ties all this together, and maybe this can, can be my one singular idea, but uh, incorporating this into understanding formal versus informal peer leadership. Like, you don't have to be a positional leader or direct mentor to positively impact someone's life or help lead a group. And I think that's where I've been seeing this a lot too. You know, I'm looking at these informal leadership kind of scenarios I've been in like in group work for example and I feel like I've been a lot more effective compared to when I've been in a positional situation because there's no structure to what you can do I mean you have team norms outlines and roles and stuff but uh, there's no ceiling as far as how you can lead and I feel like in these positional roles you're kind of held on a rope and you only have so much power and only so much action you can take. And ugh, speaking directly, you know, in organizations, uh, not as like a mentor or anything. So I think seeing the bigger picture of peer leadership and looking at how it's all around us is, is really important in time and these other things I've discussed. So now looking at uh, how I can use the uh, the concepts from LDRs 2014 and the rest of my college career and beyond. Uh, fortunately and unfortunately, my college career is coming to an end. Therefore, uh, these peer leadership positions, roles, uh, and group processes in an academic setting are winding down for me. You know, I've really enjoyed my experience here at Tech. It's a little bit bittersweet to leave, but 
I'm excited seeing, you know, all this hard work, you know, come to an end. Uh, however, I do plan to attend higher education at some point, and I'm sure these concepts could be very beneficial then. Looking career-wise, I'm pursuing a position in cooperative extension, so I see a lot of these concepts of group processes, mentoring, strengthening others, uh, shared experiences as being beneficial not only in the programs and developments maybe that I may be doing in communities, but also in the workplace with coworkers. So cooperative extension, I, I should probably explain this. They, they do a lot of community development, youth programming, uh, stuff with ag and natural resources in communities uh, or counties, sorry, all across the state. So uh, what I'm getting at here is I could apply a lot of these concepts out in the work I'm doing for communities as well as internally with the organization I'm working in to help strengthen the organization or my direct team. And I, I think that's kind of the beauty of peer leadership is even if you aren't directly leading peers, a lot of these concepts can still be applied or tailored to be applied. So I see benefits of this and the work are complete as well as benefiting my work environment. So the big question here after taking this course, how would you define peer leadership? Uh, to me, peer leadership can be defined as guiding and influencing peers towards reaching a common goal that is shared between the leader and the peer or identified goal by the peer. Leaders must combine their values, traits, and skills with their knowledge and experiences to effectively lead these individuals towards reaching their goal. I want to thank you for listening uh, to this fifth journal reflection. I really enjoyed these, and thank you.